And we're recording. This is my intro. Like, I don't have an actual intro song. I'm not doing no no song and dance. I ain't tap dancing. You know, this- No ditties. Mm-mm. No ditties. Um, and no P ditties either, because I ain't got time for him either. Anywho. Problematic ass. Anywho. Welcome to Already Cancel with Finn. It's Finn, your host. The host with the with the least. Um, the not worst. The, least. the host with the least. The worst and the discounted, because I shop at Fat Albert for my household cleaning supplies. <laughs> what the fuck is Fat Albert? Fat Albert is a discount store. Y'all motherfuckers who go to Five Below, who get lost First in... Off, you do not shit on Five Below. No, no, okay? no. I'm not. I'm not shitting on it, because I loved it when I when I was near one, right? Are y'all motherfuckers who are near Five Below and Ollie's and whatever discount store you think you got, Fat Albert will take you on a vacation of your mind. You will not know what happened to you from the, for the next 20 to 90 minutes in that story. Your mind is gone. All you know is that you have legs and eyes and hands because your hands grabbing shit that your leg led you to that your eyes saw. Listen, there's a discount grocery store in Asheville. I wish... I can remember the name of it, but it's off of Swing Creek Road, like you would fucking know. But like they're like that. Like, you go in there for a couple of things, and next thing you know, you just spent forty, fifty, sixty dollars, and you got six months worth of shit that you didn't even mean to buy or intend to at all. At all. Budget be all fucked up. I went into the fucking. I went into the fucking beauty supply store because you know that's where I get my my body butter, right? I went into the beauty supply store, and I was going to go buy my, my my whipped shea butter, which I normally buy. These bitches got me fucked up. They now got, I got it right in front of me, raw mango butter. How much was that? This bitch was $6.99. Oh, and that's a lot. Let me put you on. So you mix you a bit of the raw mango with some shea butter, preferably raw, and a Splash of three of some avocado oil. Ooh. And mix all of that together. Baby, we have your skin as soft as a baby, a newborn baby's ass. I'm telling you. I need to try that. I mean, I got pretty soft skin, but I need to try that. I need to, well, you know what? I remember when I was poor. Also, before we get into today's meat and potatoes and all that shit. Hold on. And before I even cancel myself, okay, I'm going to tell everyone. Actually, I'm canceling people who I have told this to a thousand times and they don't listen. Mm. Now, I'm going to tell you something. The motherfuckers who don't want to listen to me when I tell them this, you're going to hear me say this again. That cheap ass bottle of cocoa butter. You know, Queen Helen. cocoa butter. It ain't cocoa butter. It ain't. It ain't. It ain't. The queen but like, princess. But like, let's be fucking honest. It, it, if you live in a predominantly white area and they ain't even got Palmers, but they for some reason they got Queen, you gonna buy that shit, right? And that's what happened I'm to me. I'm not gonna buy it because I learned my lesson. There ain't nothing but some water down. That's yeah, you. Ha- it is eighty percent water and then a, a smidge, a touch. Not even a touch, but a touch. A cocoa butter. It's I'm not sure if it's cocoa I'm not, butter. I'm not sure it's cocoa butter though. It, it it really might be Lando Lakes. It really might be Lando Lakes. Not Lando Lakes. Not the <laughs> real butter. 
it all because like you put on a queen hell if if you are like I have eczema and real dry skin, right? Every time I use the Queen Helen, which you know in my younger days I did, I would be ashy, right back ashy. Yep. But then I'm gonna tell you why, and I'm gonna tell you how to actually use it. If you find yourself in a situation where you don't have a lot of money, but you need to make shit stretch, okay? Because we've all been young and broke before. Amen. And we've all been old and broke at some point in our life. Or we don't want to be there, but we might end up there. So you need lessons for the future. Get some Queen Helen, Queen Helene, however you want to call that bitch. Okay? Get that fake-ass cocoa butter. And then also buy you a bottle of Africa's Best Oil. You know, the oil that can be used for your hair, for your skin, to get for the walls. For your feet. And you don't even know what the fuck that, that oil has a million listings. It's like, it's almost, it's almost the Dr. Bonner's of oil. Okay? You know what? I will co-sign that. I will absolutely co-sign that. So, you take a dab, you take a, a dime size, a dime size of the, yeah, a dime size of the cocoa butter, and then you take a little one, two drops, not heavy drops, light drops, of the oil, of the Africa's best, rub them together, that shit turns into lotion. Oh, okay. And let me tell you, and let me tell you, it works on them 10 degree New York weather ass winters that we have. And I don't mean Celsius. Mm, mm. After this winter, I said never again, Lord. (laughs) I ain't complained. Listen, our, our summer has officially kicked in and I've only complained about the heat twice. Cause I said, you know what, Jesus, you melt all this snow. I go complain about the heat. It was too much. It was too you much. Know, you know, today was actually chilly here. There was no sunshine. It was no sunshine. The forecast called for the high 70s. And it was chilly. Like, people were outside wearing long sleeve shirts. I went for a whole layered look, looking like somebody's straight boyfriend from 2007. I mean, I wasn't going to say anything. You know, every once in a while, I'll be, I'll be out here squally scooping. Anywho. You and that. First off, let's talk about this. I need the origins of the squally scoop. Oh, so t- apparently, thank you for letting me know you do not listen to this show very much. Hold on. I am Finn. I am the host. And instead of canceling myself, I'm going to tell you the story of squally scooping. Just so those of you who did not remember it from last time, here's a little refresher. So, you know I love true crime. And you know I love true crime comedy. Yes, and yes. And so, uh, you remember my obsession that only happened in small spurts throughout the year, because it's not a very long series, um, BuzzFeed Unsolved True Crime. Yes. So it had Shane Medej and Ryan Bugar. I'm not calling him Bugar. Fuck that. He is Bugar. He is Bagar. Okay, he's a whole... Look at that big-ass, beautiful smile. Mm, he could do any day. So, so Ryan and Shane had a spinoff called um, Drunk... Uh, not Drunk History. My bad. Ruining History. 
And in ruining history, there was a panel of five people, four of them actually, and then Shane would be the host, the main host, telling the story of a historical point in time. And they were telling the story of Anne Bonnie, the pirate queen. And there was a point where they were discussing how Anne Bonnie went to Jamaica with her her prim and proper husband that she technically had to marry because her dad wasn't shit and there was a whole lot of stuff happening. I think her dad might have sold her. Like, that, that, that's hearsay. But, like, I think her dad might have sold her to this man. I mean, there was a whole dowry You know what? I think I know then. this story. Keep going. So, Anne Bonnie went down there and she went to Jamaica and she fell in love with another pirate. I mean, she fell in love with a real pirate and was like, and the pirate offered to pay a dowry essentially to her husband to be like hey she wants to leave you i love her like you here's some money let me have that and you know what he said he said no and guess what and bonnie left him anyway mm. and at that point, money. and then right when ann and her man did the whole thing right right then there were these two of the guests it was the first time i seen two black girls on the show and there was a guest, and one of them said, right as Am, right, right when they were talking about that part of Anne Bonnie going in there like that, she was, and she had a pirate, like a plastic pirate hook on her hand, like, you know, for the dollar store that you get for Halloween. And she tapped it on his table and said, Squally Scoop! And I said, that resonates with me. That resonates with me. You know, and, and not for nothing. Black women often influence me anyway. Black women often influence the personality that is here. I mean, you know, black women, Brendan Yeary and Pete Wentz, because, and Darius Rucker. Hold on, hold, I was, see, I was gonna let that go because I fucks with Pete Wentz. And who did you say? Brendan Yuri. Brendan Yuri, where do I know him from? Um, what Panic at the Disco. Here? Panic at the Disco. Ben, I used to. So I have a. I love their first album, his first album, whatever. The rest of the band quit, but you lost me. You just lost me with Darius Rucker. Okay. Look. No, because I haven't forgiven. The, now, I like country music. You know, at this point, you know, I'm from Texas. Doesn't matter. You ain't got to be white to like country. We all listen to it. Beyonce been telling y'all niggas. Beyonce told him, niggas, you can listen to I'm just saying. Listen, and if Beyonce said we can do it, then by God, we can do it. If Beyonce told me I could murder, if Beyonce told me I could murder my enemy, I'd consider it. Probably wouldn't do it. Cause you already consider it now. No, I don't. I don't. Prison in a legal standpoint, because I, I don't do. Keeps you from doing it. Okay, so from a legal standpoint, I can't consider it because I'm like, nah, I don't want to go to jail. Like, I give just enough fuck to not go to jail and to pay my bills. You know what I mean? No more, Fair. no less. Fair. Um. But then it's also like the last part of my brain is like. But, like, morally, can you kill? See, this is what I, I think, you know what? No, we're not going to do this. Well, we're going to do it anyways. This is what I think is what's wrong with the Purge movies, right? 
like morally can you kill i think i personally feel like there are there are times where murder should be allowed you know a white woman over in the uk murdered her husband in what i consider to be glorious fashion because she found out that he touched on her kids now her kids were grown when she found out but the act. Nah, I was, he, a squally scoop of a gun. A squally scoop of a gun. Oh, no, she didn't even do it with a gun. I'm going to tell you how girlfriend did it. So, I, I wish I could remember where I saw this story. But, so she had two children. And her husband was their stepfather. And, you know, the kids grew up with some issues. Her son ended up having some addiction issues. And at one point he tells his mother that he was the victim of sexual assault and molestation by an adult member of their inner circle, the family circle, but would never say who. A lot of, well, a lot of victims a year later, don't say who, yeah. Right? A year or so later, he commits suicide. Because he's just so, this has caused him issues his entire life, which is why he was on the drugs, commits suicide. Well, sometime after the son's suicide, she's talking to the daughter. The daughter tells her it was her stepfather. Her stepfather molested not just her, but her brother. Mom is like, oh, that's why he had all these problems. That's yeah. why my son commits suicide. So homegirl chill as you please goes home husband is asleep puts a pot of water on the stove when the water gets to a good rolling boil good sis pours in some sugar goes in the bedroom where hubby is sleeping pulls back the covers and pours the boiling sugar on top of her husband doesn't call 911, doesn't go to an immediate neighbor. You know what she does is she leaves the house, walks down nine houses, nine houses, tells her friend at the house, I just killed my husband, I think. Probably did, yes. Friend walks back the nine houses, looks in the house. Husband is writhing in pain on the bed. Skin is bubbling and boiling and cracking and peeling because the sugar is stuck. And what then once the sugar hardens, causes the skin and crack to crack and peel more. 911 or 111, whomever emergency services are, comes, takes him to the hospital. It took that man five days to die. Five days to die. To that I said, what crime has been, you know, charged with murder. What crime has been committed? What 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 happened? The, sounds I'm, like a I'm, victimless crime to me. It sounds like it, it. Honestly, it just sounds like karma doing her job. You know, she's more than a stripper. I'm just saying. I mean, hello. I just I don't see a problem with what she did because of what you did to yep. my child. Yep. My, chi my children. They had issues, psychological damage, emotional trauma. Not just the abuse, but these two other factors. And then because of what you did, my child committed suicide. I'm sorry. I think that's the nicest way she could have killed him. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. oh, she made it sugar? Oh, girl. And they, they, helped, they tried to help him. Why? I don't know. 
but you know the British. Was he a white man? Was he a white man? They were both white. In Britain, of course they're gonna try to help him. But I said, you know what? I don't say this often in life, but good sis is invited to the cookout. I don't ever say that. But good sis can come to the cookout. She can come. You ain't got to hide over the fence to a plate, baby. No, you come right on in. You are welcome in my home. Just don't bring money on her book. Just don't bring no fucking food that you made because I'm sorry, the British food. Eat it. Don't bring the, no food. I, I cannot. I cannot eat a lot of British food. It's just so bad. Flavorless. Yes. Flavorless. Yes. Now, all that to say, I'm gonna go back to Darius Rucker. I have never forgiven him for booty and the suck bitch. I hate. I hate. I hate 85 to 90 percent of the music. It's all garbage. Okay, so you know That's we already. We already know why he did booty and the hoe fish. Okay? Because so he, he can would get to go music? That part too. So okay, so Hootie and the Blowfish was his I like to call it his college years. Because that's essentially what it is. True. And that music mm-hmm. would play at every frat party I ever went to. Every frat party, every voice ball, like tailgate party. Just if you could you could literally if you lived in Raleigh Because the white frat boys love him. If you lived in Raleigh and you lived they, near NC the State, if you lived near mm-hmm. NC State at some point in Raleigh, doesn't matter if you're on Hillsborough, um over over in the fancy part, you know, near the Rose Garden, I keep forgetting that name, it's some starts with a C or whatever, or if you live near the Gorman and Avon Ferry area, you cannot walk down the street without hearing fucking I only wanna be with you at some fucking point. Okay? You he went to, didn't he go to NC State? No. He's a, he's a, he went he's a, to a North He went to he's a South Carolina boy. I, I think I think he went to, um, I want to say he went to, what you call it, uh, University of South Carolina, but... I don't remember which one, but I know that, um, I don't speak to her, but one of my former managers... Yeah, he went to, uh, no, that was his mother, his mother, no, his mother was a nurse at the Medical University of South Carolina, um... pretty sure he went to college and... In one well, of the he, Carolinas, what the hell? He went to college in one of the Carolinas. He's definitely from Charleston, okay? Like, I mean, he's a Charleston, Charleston boy. So, hold on. We can... Okay, well, you hear I'm him looking. talk, you can tell that shit. Okay, so... Well, while you're looking, like, I went... Like, one of my managers, when I worked at the nonprofit in North Carolina, went to college with him. And okay. she would name drop him and talk about how she knew him but i'm like okay well clearly not well if you're still working here and but you also, didn't even you can't even show us a polaroid from back then but look i don't give a fuck about that i don't, that's not somebody i would brag about knowing i would but you know i feel like Darius, my uncle sometimes um but he no, went to yeah i would write i would write he went to the university of south carolina that's where he found, that's where he and his homies founded Hootie. But, like, you know, 
that I mean, he's a part of my he he's a part of my um my the me that is me because it gives black country. You know what I mean? I too okay. enjoy mudding with white men who are problematic. I I know who I am. Mm. I, you I, shut your mouth. I love mudding. I miss mudding. I really miss mudding. I really miss mudding. That was one of the good things my ex was good for. We used to always go mudding when we were dating. Okay, before so, I offend, I know what mudding is. I ain't explain it, and you neither are I you. Was because say, I, I know mudding. Google is for the free. Just know that there are two kinds: in and out. First off, I'm not doing either one of those. In and out, all- but let's be real. It all finds a way inside. Always. Always. <laughs> Always. I will never come on. I've, I've gone one time, and, you know, I don't, my little low-key bougie stuck-up ass was like, oh, my God, it's touching me. Oh, my God. You said it when it get inside the truck. Was, was it a Jeep thing. or a pickup? It was a pickup. Oh, oh, baby, that's nothing. My friend had friends with a Jeep. I was like, you can get the Jeep or the truck. But the Jeep didn't have none of the doors, none of the nothing. That's the point. That's the point. I said, fuck you. I'm getting in the truck. Well, they get in the truck. Motherfucker lied and said, no, you good. Fucking liar. Goddamn liar. And that always gets in. It always gets in. The lie, they lied to me just to get my stupid ass in the truck, and I was like, this and is then, I don't trust white people. Yeah. And then the whole time, once you get home, once you get home, like my grandmother, my grandmother looked at me and said, what were you doing? I said, I went mudding. Excuse me? I went mudding. No, no, no. I heard what you said. And I remember one time, now my grandmother was not religious at all. <laughs> My grandmother was like, she was the type of Lutheran who went maybe once every 50 years. You know what I mean? But, but she always had a, she always had a pastor on speed dial. I don't understand. It was the very concerning part. Um, but she said, I'll never forget, you know, I'm trying to talk to God later. And I just need to know if I need him to stop with the rain. I said, you might want him to, because it's going to happen again. And guess what? Oh, It went, it rained oh, all no. the next week and my ass rode like a Disgusting. motherfucker. Thank God I had my own entrance Disgusting. into the house. So she, I had, I had my own entrance into the house, so I never had to track mud through. So like, I lost a good pair of shoes that day. A really, not, a really nice pair of Nike. Oh, I didn't okay. know it was gonna be like that. Yep, you better take some. Boots. I like you those better, shoes. You better take some. And don't be wearing the Toms. I I wore tennis shoes. I was told just wear some clothes that you don't mind getting a little dirty, and some tennis shoes. I said, can I wear some shorts? Well, yeah, you might want to put on some pants. So I put on some sweatpants and some tennis shoes and a t-shirt that ain't been right since, and got in the truck. My shoes. How how do you get how do you get mud inside your shoes inside a vehicle? Oh, honey, no one knows, but it happened. No one. And thank God I already had towels in my car because I didn't even want to touch the interior of my car. Nothing, 
This is why you need like them, them, them hard, you need the hard seats in your car when you go mudding. The ones you can easily wipe off. Hello. Okay. Sure do. I, I look, man. It's it's an art to it. It is an art to it. But like, let me tell you, part of your soul leaves and you come out renewed. It's like a southern baptism. No. It really is. It really is. It's like a southern baptism. It's a southern baptism to nature. Oh, oh southern baptism. It's nature. I mean, we're not talking about somebody, you know, pouring unsweet tea on you to get rid of all the demons of the north that are inside of you <laughs> but that's a personal story well that's a personal story well listen first of all i saw you've seen that meme going around if i'm in anywhere near unsweet tea i'm calling poison control all right i'm just gonna do like the white people call po call the police i mean oh, but you want to take my southern card away Take my Southern card away, because here we go. I have been, lately, I've been drinking from Sonic um, an unsweet tea with peach in it. Now, the peach, it sounds disgusting, but the peach is so sweet, it's just like having a peach, because, like, the sweet tea with peach is too sweet. Imagine somebody saying that. It's too sweet. So you do the unsweet and add the peach, and the peach is so sweet, it's fine. I mean, that's fair. When I used to work at a place that I hate now, um, we all know I used to work at Chick-fil-A. I used to have to cut the lemons for the lemonade. Mm. And I saw in, like, you know, you become part of the process of making the lemonade. And the lemonade is sweet. They put so much fucking sugar. So much sugar in the sweet tea and the lemonade like too much like this is too, true. just too much so whenever i would have an arnold palmer i would have it with unsweet tea and regular lemonade so i'll do mine with unsweet tea and the diet lemonade to try to temper that because if you do it with the full sweet tea and the regular lemonade you're just drinking diabetes you are diabetes Diabetes and hate. It, lots of hate. So, um, great intro to the show because we are going to go into hatred. Um, right. uh, uh, first of all, I did not get a chance to inter introduce you. So, <laughs> um, if y'all haven't figured it out by now, this is one of my favorite cousins. Okay, she she a little bit country. I'm a little bit rock and roll. I'll accept it. We are I'll accept that. We are the black ass Donnie and Marie together. I've been watching Ooh. a lot of I've been watching a lot of like sixties and seventies campy variety hours lately. It's a whole thing. Um are anyway, you more than problematic? I'm problematic as fuck. Well, okay, fair enough. Um, but no, they were very problematic. Are you Girl, oh my God, very problematic. How did Betty White survive? Oh my gosh. So. I love Betty White, but we're not going to talk about that right now. Right. So I am bringing back one of the homies, one of someone who I love talking about problematic people and going off on shit and doing tangents with, who co-signs my bullshit and calls me out on my bullshit. 
called me out more than cosigns. Anyway, so I'm going to introduce you all that fuck shit, but I love you anyway. My entire life had been fuck shit. I found out my origin story the other day, and let me tell you, it fuck shit begat fuck shit. Now that is true. All right? Because that is exactly how I got here. So Exactly. So, welcome, Keisha. Welcome back, Cousin Keisha. Thanks, babe. How you doing? You, oh, you know, just serving real life, um, realness. Just a little, oh, just, I'm fantastic. I'll give you that. <laughs> That's it. Listen, I'm, I'm so good. I'm having to hide in my car in a shopping center down the street from my house because I don't need my god baby bothering me. Listen, fuck them kids. I love him so much, but for real though, fuck them kids. If you, anybody who has spent damn near 365 days with their child this year, or with a child in your house this year, I'm talking about since COVID to, since COVID started to now, well, whatever, it's probably been more than 365. It's probably going on like 565. Anyway, I'm sorry for y'all. I'm so sorry. Uh, forever. I'm so sorry. Y'all have been through it. Y'all are going through it. And, like, not for nothing. I don't, as much as I don't believe in beating kids. You know what I mean? Like, I couldn't even get myself to spank my nephew when he was a baby. You know what I mean? I tried, but I couldn't. I could not get myself to spank my nephew when I was a baby. I understand if y'all currently feel like now is the time to get the strap because you've been dealing with less than the same, the same problem for 365 days and it normally comes somewhere between 1 p.m. and 4 p.m. every fucking day to the point where you are no longer holding back. Listen, we have reinstated the daily nap. That is the only way she can get her a little piece, you know, the bestie. Cause and it, it we we got to, we got to. I can't, cause he's on ten from the moment he wakes up until the moment you gotta force this little nigga to go to bed. He wants he wants to talk about everything and he wants to do everything, and he's a super active child, but his activities are a little limited. Yep. So he he gets on her nerves all day. And the moment I cross that threshold, he is in my face. You know what? You know what? You know what I, I think parents need to do? Be I think parents, kid. I think parents need to take away the devices, right? I'm not telling you how to parent, but I think they need to take away the devices, make sure their child knows how to ride a bike and just push him out the door. Do not come back until the street lights are on. I am giving you permission to wait until that street light comes on. And then come on so, back. Get out that. all your fucking energy. Get out all your fucking energy. And then walk in my house, have your dinner, take your bath, and go the fuck to bed. Um, To that, I want to say fuck you. Because uh, this nigga will watch his cartoons. He will do the workbooks we have bought for him. He will go outside. My man taught himself how to ride a bike. He was so <laughs> bored that he took his bike and taught himself 
to ride it with no training wheels. He fell a couple of times, and if you try to help him, it's, no, I got it. All right, nigga, go on. My G is already here. So he would be, my guy baby will be in the first grade when the school year starts, right? He's already doing um, uh, comp, like more complex math. Because at the start of quarantine, we said, okay, this nigga's going to start school knowing some shit. So we bought him workbooks. Finished those workbooks. By the time he ended kindergarten, he was already doing first grade math. Now, going into first grade, they're ready to skip him a grade because he's already doing, like, addition and a subtraction um, with, three num- with three digits. And he's already working on multiplication and division. And he does it and then looks at you like, well, what the fuck else you want me to do? He's oh, no. done all the workbooks. Oh, no. He's done all the workbooks. Oh, he can no. read. He's been reading since he's been reading. He started reading about, about five. Partway through kindergarten, his reading was a little rough. By the time the school year ended, he was already starting to pick up like four children his age chapter books. Now he wants to pick up his dinosaur book and read to you about velociraptors and all kinds of other dinosaurs I can't fucking pronounce the name of. He's watched everything on fucking Animal Planet. He ain't just watching regular ass cartoons. Oh no. My nigga's gotta watch all the science shit. He's watched um, all the science shows where they experiment on Netflix. You know what? When I say when I say fuck these kids fuck these kids. First of all fuck these kids like like the smart ones god God damn it look listen listen we are look there's nothing that makes a prouder than a baby doing the doing seeing the assignment being assigned the assignment and then exceeding it okay we applaud that shit love to see it but love to see it but you got to understand, because these children don't understand, and some of these parents aren't prepared, right? The amount of energy that comes out of these little fuck niggas' brains, and you want to know how I know? Because I was one of them fuck niggas. I now know why my grandfather just threw me out the door one day, literally, just threw me in the backyard. Over the back porch, it was a great time. No one called CPS back then. Because these Listen, fuck niggas, I, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. They they have too much because it. because the 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 they have the energy because they're bored. Why are they bored? Because they know what's going on. The problem is the problem is, and, and I'm gonna tell you right now. Because of fucking quarantine. And I'm gonna tell you right now, that child is going because of quarantine. That child is gonna have some really social, some really fucked up social issues. We already see it with our own issue, like with our own generation, that a lot of people don't understand the concept of somebody complimenting them, simply complimenting them without getting way too deep in their feelings about it. It's already bad that, like, we already see, like, you know, the the, the later millennials and the early Zoomers, a lot of them don't know how to have face-to-face conversations or even telephone conversations. These kids here, these new babies, these, 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 the ones that are all, you know, 10 and under, 
A lot of them do not have social interaction outside of their siblings or outside of school. And a lot of them are not getting school or social interaction because they're not in school. Thankful that he still plays football because he gets that there. The problem with football is, baby, he gonna, if he's smart, if he's smart and he doing football, and he doing football, in a few years, you that nigga ain't never gonna be home, and you gonna have to clean the toilet. So you got it's, it's an up and down thing. Just <laughs> the black fuck, I would clean the toilet. That a nasty ass little boy. I have nephews. I remember what that shit was like. This little nigga cleans his own goddamn toilet. We just because supervise. Because if they been because if you doing football and you out here doing debate team, you ain't never home. You gonna be busy. Well, you ain't gonna be in here. I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm just thinking of hypotheticals of a great future. Clean that goddamn bathroom. <laughs> you gonna find it? You gonna clean it before you go to school, little nigga? So something. So also, you know, you're talking about the lack of social interaction, and you know, you know, your generation's ability to handle it. So what y'all don't understand is, so I'm 39. I'm quite older than you. You know, those of us who were born in the early 80s and grew up in the 90s. A lot of us, you know, we were emo before emo was a thing. Yeah. So this whole quarantine, staying at home, watching TV and, and whatever the fuck, we were made for this. When I got grounded, my mother would send me to my room, right? And tell me, oh, you can't go here with your friends. You can't talk on the phone. And in my head, I'm like, well, bitch, you ain't said but a word. I like to read anyway. She said yeah. I was 14 before they figured out. Sending me to my room was not a punishment because yep. that's where all my books were and where the fuck I wanted to be any goddamn way. My grandparents, my grandparents were not very smart because they, well, they were smart, but they didn't know the new age, you know, the nuances of the new age, right? For me, it was all about playing The Sims. There was nothing, and at that time, I would have played The Sims on any device I had. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they used to send me in my room, but remember, I was the only child in the house, and I was spoiled as fuck. There was no family computer. There was the computer in Finn's bedroom. So what did that, what did grounding Finn mean? Finn played The Sims for 14, 15 hours at a time. I remember, I'm so old, I remember when The Sims came out. Yeah, well, I remember that too. That's how old I the yep. first time I played that game, it was because Dell Dell was giving out a copy of The Sims whenever you bought a Gateway computer. Or Dell Gateway, whatever. Holy shit. And that was I the remember first those time. fucking computers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That fucking and then of course, but we didn't have the gate the Dell or the Gateway. No, that was my aunt. She had that because she was a little bit bougie. She didn't have no kids to worry about, so she could do whatever she wanted with her money. My grandparent bought me an e machines. What the fuck was an e machine? No one knows. It was like the bootleg version of what a good computer could have been. Okay. We bought my e machine computer at a flea market. We oh. bought it in a flea market, and above the computer was a hanging, you know, the, like a, it was like a hanging collection of three skulls, three tiny little skulls hanging above it. And I wanted to buy it, but my grandmother said no. 
because I was 11 and she would only had the money. But I never, I don't even know what corner of cubby of the world that, that, that we bought that e-machine that, but we bought it and it worked for four years. Also, this is not what we came here to talk about. It's not, but it's fun. Um, I want that child to do well in his life, but like again, fuck them kids. <laughs> I want that child to do well in his life. I just want him to fuck out of my house for like longer than a couple of hours on Tuesday and Thursday. That's and all. Half That's day, all we want. That's, That's all we really want. That's it. That's it. You know, like. Yeah, people be like, well, you signed up for kids. No, nigga. You signed up to send them to school after they turn five. What the fuck did you sign up for? I'm not homeschooling these motherfuckers. Do you think I have the patience for that? I might murder. I might literally end up in Rikers. I... So, so, in the beginning of the of the lockdown, that was my fear. Like, when I went back to the office, I was like, I would call and check on them. Am I going to come home to my house still standing today? You niggas all right over there? You doing okay? And it's You're still up in the today? air. It is still like, up in the air. I was... It is. I, Jesus be like, like, we have to think about, like, if we think back to our own, like, imagine us as teenagers in quarantine. It would be terrible. I mean, not for me. Because I spent a huge portion of my teenage years grounded. So I was at home a lot anyway. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. It's never mind. Like I was the opposite. I was the, my grandparents couldn't ground me. My grandparents couldn't ground me because, number one, they never knew where I was. All right? They knew I made it to school that day, and they knew that they saw me at some point in the afternoon. But between that time I left the house and the time they went to sleep, it was up in the air. When they did finally manage to actually ground me, again, I was playing The Sims and sleeping and, and, and swimming in the pool. I actually slept on a float in the pool one time. Like, what the fuck? Like, but, like, me and my grandparents, like, if I was stuck with my grandparents, like, I loved my grandparents. Don't get me wrong. They are wonderful people and you know rest in peace until i get there and ruin everything okay okay because i'll be looking back at them ruin like, it all oh, friend i'm just gonna ruin everything but i am like me as a teenager stuck in quarantine my grandparents said i would have murdered each other we would have it would have been a collect it wouldn't have been a murder suicide it would have been a murder a collective murder my grandmother oh, you mean with like parents involved Okay, yes. so teenage Keisha in quarantine with my parents and my sisters, I'd have burnt the fucking house down. I was playing with fire, you know, and as a teenager anyways, like literal physical fire. Yeah. So I would have burned the house down on accident and or on purpose. Yep. Probably and like, on purpose. And then the worst part is my best friend, he would have been probably stuck at my house all the goddamn time anyway because his mama would have kicked either him or his brother out. So one of them would have ended up in my house anyway, so it would have been like a, another addition, another victim. Oh, my God. I can't even fathom. Uh, anyway, we did not come here to talk about that, but, like, oh, my goodness. Oh, ooh, child, ooh, child. We love a tangent. We love a tangent. 
we on a tangent. But, um, I did say hate was a good way to intro to the show because I wanted to talk about something that I hate because, I, I again, I didn't cancel myself this week because, you know what, as a black queer person of trans experience and who is, who is a whole fucking nigga, who is queer as fucking tries the best to be an ally to myself and my own people who, who tries my best. Because I say, I say that I love to cape for black women, but it's really I love to be an ally for black women. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I like to be I an ally you. for black women. And on top of that, I'm tired of black men. We bringing it. We bringing something to the to the fourth. We bringing something out. We ain't even bringing this into the living room. This ain't a conversation from the kitchen to the living room. This is a conversation from the kitchen to whoever wants to hear this shit. To the front motherfucking porch for the whole neighborhood. Yes, I'm yelling at the Mormons who popped up at the doorstep, was about to knock on it, and heard us yelling and said, "Nah, I want them to hear this Not too." This house. Okay. <laughs> Everybody need it. Everybody I'm, need it. I'm tired of black men. I'm tired of black men, specifically the baby, the baby, and Ti, Tip, Clifford, Tiny's husband, whoever you want to call them. And you know what I'm tired of? You know what I'm tired of? Any black man or any, makes it worse, any black woman, but to make it even worse, any queer black person who co-signed their nonsense too. Ooh, you better speak on it. Because what kills me is that, and you know me, I love unfriending and unfollowing. Okay? Um, I'll be telling people and, you know, I'll be dropping little subtle hints. Thank goodness. You know, sometimes I love the Facebook algorithm. Because, you know, I'll be unfriending people on their birthdays. Oh, that is my kind of petty shit. I'm here for it. I'll be unfriending people on their birthdays normally. Um, and it's usually like people I don't talk to no more or people I didn't fuck with or like, you know, mainly because like, oh, I added you when we were in high school together, but you a whole Trump supporter. Bye. Um, happy birthday. And hell, I've been, I have unfollowed and unfriend over 30 people who are black and queer who said, oh, I stand by the baby. Ugh, gross. Not your unfriending and unfollowing, but how they can support that irritating ass midget. First off, and... I want to, because, you know, we talked about this earlier, and you and I love to choose violence. It's almost like a hobby. Um, I'm just going to choose all of the violence right now. Fuck mm-hmm. cis heads, men, women, whatever, that look at this statement. Any of the shit that he has said or done in the last, what, year and a half, and can continue to support him in him and Clifford, Mm-hmm. In any capacity. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Number two is I will never understand the punching down mentality that we as a community seem to like to play in. Not even well, play you know, in. We well, you know what they get it from. You know what they get it from. You know what they get it from. White supremacy. That is. Like, can we let the white people just keep their things? Because here's the thing, right? Like, the we as things. a community, and I said we as a community, I mean black people, 
we have to fight for so much as it is. How can you be okay and support someone as disgustingly, I don't even want to use the word toxic because we are abusing that word right now. Um, as just disgusting of a human being as the baby and Clifford have proven themselves to be. Mm-hmm. Like, it's for not me, like- I didn't even pay attention to the baby's bad hairline having ass any fucking ways. I didn't know who he was until he until he shot my fave in her foot. And well, no, that was Tory Lanez. Played that. So it was Tory Lanez who shot Meg. Was it Tory? It was Tory Lanez who shot Meg. It was and the oh, baby see, and Meg and the baby and Meg had did some collaborations, right? They was like cool, whatever. The and then they call her work husband. Right, and then the baby started like working with with Tory Lanez and acting like it was no big deal, yada, yada, yada. And that was the first sign. That should have been, at least, a big wake-up call for a lot of people to say, oh, he hates black women. Because... But, you know, it's totally acceptable to hate black women. It is so acceptable to hate black women. It is ingrained and instilled in us and indoctrinated in us from birth. You better speak on it. Because what happens is, oh, this is we're at the, we are literally at a point where you're telling me it's okay. It is okay. It is okay to shoot a black woman, and everybody act like, oh, no big deal. It's fine. Blah blah blah. They just being niggas. Yet it. What? What? You're okay with a woman being shot? You're okay, hold on, because it's not just that she's a woman, she's a human being, that's number one. So you're okay with a human being being shot, especially a black... A human being. A black body is what you are okay with being shot, because let's be real. You're okay with a black body being shot, especially if it's a black... We're already getting shot by the police, but go ahead. Okay, and then on top of that, it's a black woman. Now, let me tell you, and I know you as a black woman know this shit. You know what I'm saying? And you know this shit. But the black woman, while might be the most educated group coming up, you know what I'm saying? Might be one of the most educated groups. They are the most abused, used, downtrodden, and unappreciated group of people on this planet. This Nobody whole fucking that planet. Conversation. We don't want to talk about it. They don't want to talk about it because that admit that them admitting, especially black men, admitting that they mistreated their mothers, they mistreated their sisters, they mistreated their wives, girlfriends, baby mamas, whoever. Like, not for nothing, not for nothing. I when I say look, anybody who comes and listens to this show, I'm I'm pretty sure you've gathered by now, I hate everyone. Equal opportunity, hater, and hoe. That is my philosophy in life. Okay? I support these actions. But dead ass, I, I'm the, okay, I am my mother's second child. I am my mother's second child. I'm my father's 5,000, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I ain't shit. <laughs> oh, God, that nigga did. Well, he so, ain't shit, it's that like. I mean, he did. So, technically, Technically, he's soil now. Anyway. 
Ooh, stop it. <laughs> I'm going to hell anyway, if it exists. Um, so I have an older sibling, my older brother, right? My older brother is an abuser of black women, right? Now, hold on. You're an abuser of black women, but you've been raised by black women. You were, and these were not just average black women. These were strong black women. You know what I'm saying? These weren't, and I say average as in these are no one of the male people who y'all ain't even looking for. You know what I'm saying? Because y'all don't check for the regular black women. Y'all definitely don't check for the regular black women who's supporting her children the best that she can. And you know what's funny? You know what's funny when they talk about the ruining of the black family and the black community. Yes, crack, cocaine, thank you, Reaganomics, all that shit. But what about the niggas who ain't addicted to crack and coke and perks and, and alcoholics? The niggas who just say, I'm just not going to be a daddy. Ooh, they don't want to talk about that. So y'all really do be hating black women and expecting them to raise you, to teach you, to love you, to coddle you, to hold you. And then when you don't go to black women, you go to you go to black queer people to do the same fucking thing. Because you're damn sure now we will. And then you want to abuse us and misuse us and treat us like we're your fucking secret. Or God forbid... Murder God, you. Murder. Okay? So, the hatred of black men, I think it's earned. I think it's earned. And it's hard because I love black men. I love black men. You know, the black men in my family, you know, my father got resistant. So you say what you want to about him. But this was a man who loved his family and provided for his family. Right. The, the men specific, I am specifically speaking on the men on my mother's side of my family. You know, um, the uncles that are married, one of my uncles that are married in, and my male cousins. These are men who love and protect the women in our family, which is why my standard when it comes to a cishet black male partner, it is so high because mm-hmm. I know how I deserve to be treated because I was shown that by the men in my family who treat their women well. Right. Who look out for their women. I can go to the sketchiest of fucking places and have with some of my cousins on my mama's side. We all got don't me. worry about shit. Why? Because I am with him. Mm-hmm. I am with him and so I am going to be protected. I will accept nothing less than the knowledge that if I am with you, I am protected. This younger generation of black men, I don't know, is it the lack of Whatever it is, I, I think some of it is a lack of a good, good, solid father in the home. But also, you know, we lost the OGs. We lost the OGs. I'm going to say this because it's, I don't believe it's the father. I don't believe it's the lack of father. You know what I'm saying? I think it's, it's, the, it's what you said, the lack of the OG, though. Because not for nothing, maybe... Maybe I'm a we. I feel like I'm. All, I always feel like I'm a weird anomaly of millennials because, like, I grew up in a. I grew up being raised by old old people. You know what I mean? Like, I was raised by my mm-hmm. great grandparents. My great great grandmother was in the house. You know, I was raised by that generation, the silent generation. They were born in the early 1900s. So, 
I was used to seeing niggas, like real gangsters. Because these niggas out here don't know about Not gangsters. Just fake Instagram shit. Now, the gangsters I knew, the gangsters I knew growing up, I'm scared now. Some of them dead. I'm afraid of them. I'm afraid of their ghosts. Like, I'm going to be real. They you know what I mean? real about their shit. And you, and you, and they, because they protected the home. They protected the neighborhood. They, there was a reason why we had community. And they weren't even looking for clout. They were looking to uplift. And that's what a lot mm -hmm. of these kids aren't seeing. And I, and that is what I believe, like, because like now for nothing, yeah, like I knew a lot of people who didn't have a father and turned out to be great ass black men, but there are so few. They are, number one, there are so few of them. And number two, mm -hmm. it's like, to what extent do you think acting like this makes us want to respect you? Because, again, it's not just the hatred of black women, right? It's not just the hatred of black women. And I also touched a little bit on the clout chasing. It's also the fact that, and I love to say it, I love to say it, it's the homophobia. The, the baby from Charlotte, right? Those of you who may or may not know this, I was born in Charlotte, North Kakalaki. Okay? North Carolina. I was born there. All right? Um, I, 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 I was not raised there, thankfully. Because <laughs> Charlotte is wild, man. Charlotte got a little wild. It's a wild city. And I used to I go to... I Charlotte, though. I, yeah, me too. I used to go to Charlotte at least, you know, once a year as a kid. And I've gone a few times once a year as an adult. But... Charlotte is just like any other city. Every city, every city thinks that they are some individual anomaly just because of a certain building or a certain team or this or that. No, y'all, we're all the same. And, and, and in essence, you know what I mean? It's just any other city. Yeah. So, I say this to say, what's the easiest way to spot a homophobe? Being homophobic, right? Because they're going to be loud about it. A true homophobe is going to be loud about it. But the ones who are being loud, the ones who are being loud, right? They're usually the gay ones. They're usually the ones on the low. They're usually the ones on the low mm. who are so scared of actually coming out because it might lead to them actually, number one, being happy. And they've never known happiness because, let's be real, as black people, we don't really know what true happiness and freedom feels like. There was a, it's a fear, there was a fear of actually achieving something that you've never even known or had an idea of what could be. That's number one. Number two, it's because, not for nothing, most black people in America are forced into Christianity from birth. And while I don't have an issue with Christianity, I have an issue with organized religion and how it is practiced. That is fair? Yep. Okay. So, Christianity being that we are in the United States of fucking America, is used as a, as saying like, you're not American if you're not Christian, bullshit. But, what's worse is, it's used to control and dominate the black community. Because black people, it's that's used not as a right. weapon. It's used as a weapon. It was used to, to, for us to be slaves. It was used to, to say, well, you must sell your wife, your, your daughter to me in order for her to be my wife. It is used as you must buy your my daughter from me in order for her to be your wife. It is used as a form of saying, well, you know, racism is okay. 
Because look at the way they treated the Kushites. If you don't know who the Kushites are, did you really read your Bible? So uh -oh. stuff like that is used, right? And I get it, and I get why it's so hard. And there's so many other factors because, like, you don't want to disappoint your Christian mother by saying, "Oh, you got a faggot for a son." I can say it. You can't, bitches. But like, it's stuff like that. It's like, yeah, I get it. I fucking get it. But like, you know what? It's not because you can't come out that you're so mad about other gays or other queer people. It's the fact that they are actually happier than you are that you have to be loud and hurtful and harm them. Like, how dare you be happy? And it's the same, like, not for nothing. Like, it hurts, it hurts, it hurts, it hurts, it hurts. Because you can, it's so interchangeable, and I know I'm dominating the conversation, but I know it's, it's so interchangeable between black people and queer, um, and black women and queer people, right? It's so interchangeable between black people and black women and, and queer people as look at the way that they treat black women and look at the way that they treat queer people, especially black queer people. You gonna tell me, mm. you gonna, you're gonna really tell me that a black woman, when she is happy and independent and says she don't need a man and means it and loves it and loves herself, y'all ain't ready to tear her down right away. Immediately. I mean, immediately. With very little, well, I'll say with little to no pause or hesitation. Immediately. And, you know, and I'm, oh, God, I'm so glad you, you brought this up because I want to talk about that. You know, the, you know, I don't need a man and the independent black woman and how quickly we, we want to tear her down. Truth be told, I am of the opinion you should never need a partner. I'm now, done. full disclosure, I am a single woman. However, I don't need a partner. I don't need, I don't need you to make me feel whole. I don't need you to make me feel happy. I don't need you to make me feel complete. I don't, I don't need any of that. I don't need you. I want you as my partner. I want you as my companion. I want you as someone I can build and grow with. That is a want and not a need. If you need these things from a person, mm -hmm. the first place you should look is inside yourself. If you look inside yourself and find that you are lacking happiness and love and, you know, feeling whole and complete, you need to talk to somebody about why you cannot fulfill those needs yourself for yourself. Mm -hmm. Love. Now, affection and companionship are nice to have. Right. Absolutely. But like, let me be but real, real. I let me be real, real. That from a person. I can I have a companion in my best friend, right? Or am I, you know, you can have a companion as a platonic life partner. And I think people don't realize that, like, a platonic life partner is a real thing. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And then there's the affection. I can fuck a nigga and we can be friends with benefits and have a great understanding. You know what I mean? Because just like all yep. relationships, 
it comes to an end. So if we are friends with benefits, if we are Oprah and Stedman until we die, cool. That's my best. That was my best analogy for that one. But that's. Real. But I think I think that's accurate though, because and I think this is you know the reason why you know cishet black men are struggling right now, right? You know they talk about and are quick to talk about you know the degradation of the black family and the degradation of the home but what we're not talking about is have you considered why Yo. so many of us are choosing to be without you black man because here's the thing i would love would absolutely love to find a black man that i could share, you know, my life with. I am in a place emotionally where I can let you in. Yep. Um, it's still going to take some work because I'm still dealing with some things, but yep. my happiness, my joy, my, you know, I feel complete and whole as a person, yep. but it is Black men like Clifford. It is black men like the baby. It is black men like Tory Lanez. It is black men like Dr. Umar. It is black men like Kevin Samuels who make us not want to be with them. Yeah, and, and like that, hold on. Cause let, let's be fucking real. Let's be fucking, 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 fucking real. Why did black women, of all the women, have to be the ones who learned and adapted to having a single family, a single parent home. Why did black women have to learn how to be independent? Why did black women have to go through that? You want to talk table? about that? Because if you really you look talk at about it, that. if you really look at it, because uh, as much as I hate Reaganomics and I blame that for so much, we can start with slavery. We can. Okay, I thought you were gonna skip over it. I thought you were gonna skip over and go straight to the Reaganomics. I was like, my nigga, there's a couple of hundred years. Of uh, we can, we can, and, it, and if you really want to, if you really want to get deep, it started back in Western Africa when the when the wives watched their husband being dragged away and put on some slave ships. That's when it really started. Then you get to slavery, and then you look at. Well, we're just going to sell off this slave. He's a great breed. He comes out here and just pumps out a bunch of babies. We can have him impregnate all of our female slaves and then take him and sell him again. So he can go and impregnate some more. Right. Take him and sell him again so he can impregnate some more. Hmm. I wonder if there's any correlation to that behavior to what we currently see. And I wonder then, if there's a correlation between... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I'm like, we, we talk about these things, but nobody, like, we talk about everything, but we never want to look at where it originates from, because you can solve a piece of the problem, but it doesn't fix it if you don't fully address where it comes from. His and with my Hotep cap on, I'm going to be real. Hold on, let me put it on, right? Come real on. I, got, I already got my hair wrapped, so I'm, I'm feeling a little bit by do, but I need to go a little bit deeper. If we really look at it. Black men are normally the ones who talk about them shackles and hotep nonsense saying you're still a slave in your mind. You need to open your third eye. My nigga, you are the slave. 
You are more of a slave than the ones of us who are choosing to try to be free and happy. Because you have this idea of what blackness needs to be, what a black person should be, what a black man or woman should be. And my nigga, it all seems to stem from you wanting to be happy. Not you caring about the rest of the black folk. The one, the one that you are allowing to stay at 13% of the U.S. population. Because, like, let's be real. We need more black babies up in here. I'm just saying. But, black men, when, do you remember the start of the, well, I mean, learning about the start of the industrial age, right? And a lot, and it was, like, during the time of, like, you know, right after slavery, but it wasn't quite Jim Crow fully yet. During the Reconstruction period. Yes. That's when a lot of black men were up and leaving their families or, you know, whatever plantation they were working on or whatever and taking jobs that were that required them to be on the road or to leave where they where they were from. So that's another form of them leaving their family. Right? Even if it was to provide, it was still a form of leaving. You're absolutely right. And then, because I don't need to go into Jim Crow. I don't have the patience or the mental capacity for it. But then when black people started to be able to really work at a certain point, because remember, the whole reason we do tipping is because of black people. I'm going to be real. So a lot of waiters need to thank them, them black people for that. Um, Because... What happened was black people used to take waitressing service jobs. You know what I mean? Like waitressing, hotel ship, I mean, hotel mm-hmm. working, um, or working on trains because that was the big form of, of, of transportation back then. And a lot of black men were the, one, were the ones who were doing the service on the trains, who were being waiters, who were, who were working, digging the coal. So they were never home. You know what I mean? And they might have had a few families along the stops. And then you get to the the age of the mafia and the, the black mafia turning up and all that stuff. A lot of them had to go and make runs and shit for, you know, whatever crime syndicate they worked for. And one thing, now, far be it for me to talk shit about the mob because they provide a lot of they provide a lot for their people. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, and outside of their own people. I mean, yeah, you couldn't be like you couldn't be a nigga and be in a mob, but like I knew some mobsters who definitely funded some schools that were black owned and black you know, black students and shit. But one thing is we know this, we all know this, you know, the mobsters of yore were were very much cheaters. Like they had second families or a set or a whole hoe someplace else. You know what I mean? And a lot of black men who wanted to be gangsters, who thought that they were gangsters, thought, oh, I'm gonna be like that, I'm gonna do that, blah blah blah, not realizing, my nigga, you ain't smart enough to do that. You ain't first of all, you're not rich enough to do that. That's first of all. Second of all, you a nigga. So you should know better than to follow Hate to say it, you should know better than to follow a white man's actions, knowing that black people are twice as likely to get arrested and get longer sentences for it. Make sense? Talk about it. So, 
why would you follow them thinking, oh, I can have this girl and that girl and blah, 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 just like this mob star I work for, and then next thing you know, your ex gets locked up, and now you got two or three baby mamas that you can't even provide for, at least back when you was out in the street. You know, you could provide, you could split up whatever whatever cut you got and give between the three or four families you, you got pregnant. And then you move into the crack cocaine era. And then you move into this modern era of bullshit. It's a never-ending pattern. The difference being, in my opinion, even when they may not have had all the financial resources of the white people and the mobsters, they still took care of their family. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? They took care of the homes. They took care of the women and the kids. Even though they may have been having, you know, two, three outside families or whatever they still took care of but you know what you know what you know what you know what contributed to that my problem you know what contributed to that there was no such thing i mean there was but not really actual government benefits for single parent household back then a single parent household was something that was unheard of in hush hush that makes sense yep well, you didn't oh. have. There wasn't a need. There wasn't a need to put somebody on child support. One, it didn't exist, but also, it 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 would never cross their minds. Mm-hmm. And I want. I know this is not for all of them, but it never crossed their minds to not provide for the children that they created. Why? Right. It never crossed their minds to not take care of the life that they created. It, and so, you know, some of these. Men were abusive as fuck. Yep. But they, they took were... care of the lives that they made. Yeah, I mean, like, not for nothing. Again, once again, once again, it's the whole, like, the hatred of black women because, as you said, they were abusive as fuck. A lot of these men were abusive as fuck, and if they weren't abusive, they were probably, you know, non-monogamous. They were cheaters, you know what I mean? Or they were just drunk all the fucking time. Right? And you know, here's you know, here's a thought that I'm having right now. And this is super, super, super fucking random. Um, you could not have an outside family or a family and not provide for them and not have a male in your life, your father, your grandfather, your uncle, homeboy, something chastise you for not providing for them. You yeah. were told. excuse me, man up, be a man, take Mm -hmm. care of your family, take care of what you created. I think that's also a difference between now and then. Right, because a lot of them just be a piece of shit. A lot of them are now, it's so okay to be a piece of shit. It is so okay to be a piece of shit because they're like, well, she's going to put me on child support anyway. Well, first of all, maybe you should have provided for that family because I know, I know some no, I'm be real. I know some dumbasses who they 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 baby mamas was only asking for like a hundred, two hundred dollars a month, and child support put their asses on four hundred dollars a month. You should listen to your baby mama. That part, that part. All she's asking for is a little bit of help. But you know, to me, it's not just the ones who aren't providing for their kids or whatever. They aren't the terrible. The terrible ones are they homies, they niggas, 
that co-sign their bullshit and allow them to be shitty, which to mm-hmm. me is and circling it back around, which is why the baby is so trash. You know, yeah, I fucked up and I confused him with Tory Lanez earlier, but it's like, you know that Tory Lanez abused this woman because mm-hmm. he shot her. That's what the fuck that is. It's abuse. He assaulted this woman. And you didn't say, no, I'm not going to fuck with you because this is how you treat black women. You continue to work with him. Mm-hmm. You continue mm-hmm. to be seen with him. That to me makes him worse than Tory Lanez because Tory Lanez, okay, we already know you a piece of shit. Thank you so much for letting me know. I didn't fuck with your bad hairline having ass anyways. I couldn't tell you a Tory Lanez song if you put a gun to my head and demanded I do it. I can't even tell you a the baby, baby song, so we're fine. I can't tell you either one. I know one or two, but you can guarantee now I have removed you from my playlist from everything. And if you come on, I'm skipping your shit because you co-sign. And the co-sign doesn't have to be verbally me saying, oh, I'm cool with what you did. The co-sign is you didn't check him. You, you know what else is a co-sign? You know what else is a co-sign? Still following or friending one of your female or even male victims of abuse, right? Or survivors of abuse and staying friends with their abusers. Following and friending and actually being real life friends with their abusers. That's, That's why an- he's trash. Now we can, we can say whatever you want to about T.I. You know, we've known for years that he's trash. This you know what killed me about him? You know what killed me about him? It's not that, it's, it's what he said. And like in a paraphrase, it's like, the paraphrase is like, well, why do y'all get so defensive about words? My nigga, and as I said to you earlier, if a white person called you a nigga, if a Latinx person called you a nigga, and you know they weren't Afro-Latino, it's the whole thing we already know. If an Asian person called you a nigga, if anybody else who was not a black person from the United States, could let's be real, I don't trust some of them because they some of them think they ain't black, Called you a nigga. You'd be ready to fight, would you not? And it's it's the nigger with the hard er. It's with a hard ass er. The hardest r in all of the r's. Okay. You be ready to fucking fight. You are ready to go. So, like, of course, words mean fucking things. You, especially, especially T.I., especially T.I., Mr., well, I'm a fucking human to thoris. My nigga, you gonna tell me you of all people gonna ask that question? You of all people? First off, I don't give a fuck about whatever basic prison knowledge this asshole learned when he was locked up for the umpteenth motherfucking time. I don't give a good goddamn about anything, any book you may have read, so the fuck what? You don't always use those words correctly. So calling yourself a human thesaurus only counts if you're using the words accurately. Clifford, the big dumb dog. Got niggas out here saying it only expeditiously completely wrong. Just, just wrong. And all the way out of contact. Fucking dummies. Ooh, you know what he reminds me of? That dude on that skit from In Living Color. 
Damon, remember that Damon Wayne was a Damon. Damon used to do a skit on In Living Color where he played this hotel who had been to prison. I and remember that. Used big words all the way wrong. That all is who the, the fuck wrong. Clifford's dumbass reminds yeah. me of. He is yeah. like a walking, breathing, real life version of that skit. Yes, and it's like, it's not, it wasn't him co-signing because I, in my mind, the only, in my mind, the only time he ever mattered to me anyway, when he did a collaboration with, with Rihanna, that's who he is in my mind now. Sometimes he's Tiny's husband, but I like to think of Tiny as a single mom. Um, I mean. I mean, because she, listen, I know a married single mom when I see one. Not, girl. My sister was one. Girl. My sister was one. That's a married single mother. Exactly. And so, with, I just, I don't know. I just, it's so much because it's so much wrong. Because and, I do know that he also was a T.I. that had said if Lil Nas X can do what he wants, you know, or whatever with no clap back or whatever the fuck, why can't? The baby say whatever the fuck shit it was he said. It probably was. It was one of them. And let me tell you something. I really try to not care about anyone who has Lil Nas X's name in their mouth wrongly. I stand that baby. I because, stand like, so hard. Because like that. Because someone compared him to to being a white supremacy, saying he's like an executor of white supremacy by forcing the gay I'm, agenda I'm, on people. I'm, hold on. Flag on the play. Hold on. Pause. Hard pause. Yeah, you heard it. And I was the paraphrase. I, I need you. And and that was I the need, paraphrase. I need you to repeat it because my brain does not compute that level of. Okay, so someone on Twitter, someone on Twitter, and I don't remember who. And guess what? I'm not, I don't care who. Um, they don't said said basically, Lil Nas X was pushing the gay agenda, and that you know he was basically being in. Um, uh, they compared him to like you know being an ambassador of, of the gay agenda in a sense. I mean, of white supremacy, like an ambassador of white supremacy, and you know, in a sense. And I'm over here like, what? So you're saying a queer black person being queer, free, and black, which is something that is like a death sentence in in like 99% of the world, right? It pushing the white supremacy agenda. Because he's being queer and black? Hard motherfucking pause. Hard good goddamn pause. Lil Nas X is a, first off, he's a national goddamn treasure. And he's a a dark-skinned black man, which makes me very happy. Like, this baby is out here living, excuse me, his gayest, blackest life. And that is somehow a problem. Well, because, yes, because we hate gays. But that's just... Uh, my issue with that thought process is, you know, the, the idea of the, of the... The idea of the, quote, gay agenda, you know, if by gay agenda you mean wanting basic level human rights, guess what? I am motherfuck the four the quote gay agenda if by 
the gay agenda, you mean little gabies, you know, these kids who at a young age begin to have an idea that they are somehow, quote, different and are identifying as gay and are seeing themselves represented on TV, in movies, in music, or I don't know, just existing and not fucking dying, then I'm totes the fuck okay with the goddamn gay agenda. What, I, and I just, I have so many, and I, I say this as a cishet person. I do not understand why we continue to be so goddamn bothered by what the fuck somebody does with their bodies. This boy, because to me, he's a baby. He's still a child. I understand he is a legal adult. He's a baby. Is living his best life in the best way that he can. And I live for every song and video and tweet where he trolls the fuck do you know I treat I treat a Lil Nas X music video drop like an MTB Friday night in my house as a teenager? Listen, because, you know, he is what I want for gabies everywhere. To just everywhere. live out their truth. To live out live themselves and to be free because being free to exist as you are should be should be a basic human right that we have somehow decided is not i don't i don't understand it now that is the shit that's rooted in white supremacy right because and i'm gonna say this because I have two thoughts in my mind, but I have to say this. So Choose last year, last summer, we marched. We marched like motherfuckers. And that was like the first time we'd marched like that on a mass scale in decades. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And we marched because a black man died. Right? Now, I'm not going to say I know anything about George Floyd because I don't. You know what I mean? I don't know how he, I know about George Floyd, but I don't know about his person. You know what I mean? Correct. I understand. I'm with you. I don't, I I didn't, I don't know his, how his, his heart, but I will say this. I wasn't marching just for bringing justice to George Floyd's death. I was marching for the hope that black men wouldn't be seen as a threat when they breathe. Just breathing, okay? Because we can't even breathe. Just breathing. That's Just it. breathing. Just you know existing. What I mean? Walking while black might be, it may have been a little joke back in high school, but it's a real thing. You know what I mean? existing while black is our fucking problem, too. Exactly. But all those black men who were out there and the ones who even weren't out there because maybe they didn't want to catch COVID, maybe they were too high to get out of bed, but they were posting about Black Lives Matter and saying the words and uttering the words Black Lives Matter. You know, they're the same ones who normally still sell the t-shirts on the corner that was nowhere near the march. Oop, talk about it. Right? So, I just want to say, on the 
about page, which back in my day growing up, because I'm old, I like to remind y'all, it used to be called a mission statement. When you go to an about page about a lot of nonprofits these days, back in the day, they used to be called a mission statement, right? And what the, and it is essentially a synopsis of what the nonprofit, the cause, whatever you want to call it, is hoping to achieve and hoping to bring forward and hoping, you know what I mean? Hoping to teach and, Mm -hmm. you, you know, so a section of the Black Lives Matter page of the About page says, we affirm the lives of Black, queer, and trans folks, disabled folks, undocumented folks, folks with records, women, and all Black lives um, along the gender spectrum. And you want to know something else? Black Lives Matter was there when so many white kids got killed by the cop. Mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter had been there when other people had been killed by the cops, not just black, white, Asian, Latinx. I'm talking about like the ones who don't identify as Afro-Latinx. Like, and they're going to be there for, for the indigenous folks because like, let's be real, most of us black born Americans got some indigenous in us. Apparently, I'm part, that. That's apparently, apparently I'm part Seminole. I've seen photos. Okay. So black my the thing I want to hone in on though is it said folks with records. Folks with records. How many black men you know hate black women and black queers, but they always got a fucking record and expect you to stay on their side and hold them down while they locked up? Ooh, he preaching. Okay. Sorry, they're preaching. I used to hear. I apologize. You good. You good. I see you. I hear you. I got you. All black lives along the gender spectrum. That means from cishet male to wherever you identify on the spectrum. Okay? Mind you, male is not the default. If you really want to be real, your dick is a giant clitoris, so you really a woman. Sit there and think about that. Oh, oh. Because they hate women, and that's going to really hurt somebody's feelings. I don't know why you did that to these people, baby. And we all have X chromosome, but not everybody has a Y chromosome. I'm just saying. It's almost as if you might be saying that to be male might be a deformity or a genetic mutation. I won't say deformity. I'll say genetic mutation. So you might be... You might actually be a woman, a man of trans experience. Oh my God! Hold on, let's think about that. Well, before you were born, you were actually just sitting in there and being a whole bunch of XX chromosomes. I'm just saying. And I've heard a lot. There were a lot of studies talking about how the female body, when they are pregnant with a male, that it harmed them more than it did when they were pregnant with a female child. Mm. So I'm just saying there's something about that. But because, again, I'm talking about Black Lives Matter and I'm talking about black men. So y'all out here wanting us to say Black Lives Matter and wanting it to mean about you. Mind you, mind you, mind you, mind you, mind you. How many men, cishet men, founded Black Lives Matter? I think the number is zero. Okay. I have a question. I have a question while we're asking questions. Can I ask uh a question? Huh? 
how many cis-head black men are out there marching when a um, trans woman um, is murdered, when a black trans woman is murdered? How many cis-head black men are Very out there few. marching and um, demanding change and justice when a non non-binary black person is married is murdered i just i'm asking questions because i can tell you where you know those groups are when a cishet black man is murdered but the black man expects everyone to cape for them they expect it you know what's fucked up hold on you know what's fucked up black men are the least coddled of all men right black men are the least coddled by their mothers, grandmothers, whoever raised them, of all men, right? Because the average black male, especially if you didn't have a father or grandfather in the house, was made to be the man of the house, right? So mm -hmm. you were instantly, you already knew you had to be the adult. So y'all out here being not not being coddled motherfuckers are the most entitled of everyone else amongst the black community. Y'all are the least entitled to be like, I expect you to come out for me. Because black women, they mama's gonna hold them down. Black fathers, you know, some, depending on who the father is, will hold his daughter down. You know what I'm saying? Mm, yep, sure will. But black sons? So I need to know why y'all so entitled, right? Is it because you're acting like little whiny babies? You remember? And I hate to be this because as someone who is going through grief and as you as well, um, you know the we you know the people who like they daddy or grandmama or or great grandmama died like ten years ago. Ooh, right? Yep. But they always be like but my grandma died. That's why I cheated on you. That's the same way these black men acting about us coming out to them. They expect us to be, to cape for them because they went through trauma in the past that they have yet to actually process. So they put that responsibility on us to make sure that they're okay because they won't make sure that themselves are okay. And the only time that they make sure that themselves are okay is when they're only focusing on them. Because if I, because like not for nothing, I will never negate the works of, you know, the great brother Martin and the great brother Malcolm, all of them, you know what I'm saying? But I'm never going to negate the works of them. I'm never going to negate the impact that they had on our community and globally. But I will say this, it always came off at the boys club because they were marching for the rights of the black man, you know? It was like it I'm feels gonna... like. Sorry, Go I just got a. I thought I put my phone on Do Not Disturb. Um, it feels like to me, you know, you're right. We can't negate history. We can't negate um, the things that they have done to push us as a community forward, or uh, you know, and the things that have been done to protect us. Mm -hmm. But what we and, but what we can do, which does always seem to be a problem, is call to task the, the misdeeds and the misdeed and the actions and the, you know, the bad actions of the ones that are not being called out. Because right. 
calling you out on your misdeeds is not, you know, to shame you or to judge you. I call you out because I love you and want to see you do better. Right. A podcast I listen to, they say correction is not punishment. It's and really this is not. Why we call out the behavior of black men. This but a lot of them aren't to. used to being called out. That's one of the problems. A lot of them feel like it's automatically. It, and let me tell you, I'm going to be real. As someone who is tired of black men, so tired, so tired, I love and hate y'all so much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Amen. Not everything is about you, but you make it about you. I'm going to be real. I'm going to tell you when I think the war between white women and black men started. Because Karens love us. Okay? The war between white women and black women started was when black men were trying to get the right to vote during the same time the women's suffragette movement was getting, were trying to get the right for the women to vote. And Susan B. Anthony said, I would rather cut off mine own right hand to give, than to give the vote to a Negro. That's why when they do all that women's suffragette shit, Susan B. Anthony can suck my dick. A whole racist ass bitch, and I judge every single one of y'all who put a who put a I voted stick on her motherfucking grave. Y'all need to be pissing on it. Anyway, but it's just like, Preach. but like it's just like I'm so tired of black. Look, I'm gonna get to another point from that Black Lives Matter thing because it also hones in on the baby as well. Another point when they said they affirm the lives of those that are disabled, right? HIV and AIDS have been classified as a disability in the United States. As okay? it should be. The baby saying what he said about HIV and AIDS. And let's be real. He showed us and let us know he was a dumb nigga. So he probably don't even know the difference between the two. Because most dumb niggas don't know the difference between... I'm willing to bet good money he doesn't. Good ass money, okay? His ass went after them. Now, hold on. Let me just say this. HIV and AIDS are not gay diseases. And I need people to think that and get that through. It's not a gay disease. Because plenty of straight niggas got this from a straight woman. And plenty of straight women have definitely got it from their DL ass husbands and boyfriends who are lying and walking through these okay. worlds saying they straight and fucking niggas without a condom. Probably in the same parking lot, the baby probably didn't get to suck that dick he wanted. I'm just saying. Speculation. Gotta say that. But because here's my thing. But you know what, though? Yeah, because it goes back to what you were saying before. Right? Um... Why are you so loud? My granny, my granny always said, hit dog or holler, right? Ooh. So why are you worried about what somebody somebody who might be sucking dick in the parking lot? Were you mad it wasn't your dick? Or were you mad you were supposed to suck, somebody sucking the dick you thought you was finna suck that evening? And like, I'm gonna be real about the whole HIV and AIDS thing, because it, cause it, what, what killed me is there used to be, and I want to say it was 
it was either Somalia or Rwanda. I I always forget certain stories between them, right? Um, certain news stories mm-hmm. because because of the the sources that I read. But in one of the two of them, you know, the AIDS and HIV rates were very high in those countries, right? And there was a belief at one point in time where grown men who had the virus, who had HIV, grown men were raping little girls, believing that if they raped that pure child, because she is pure, that they would no longer have the disease. Again, hatred of black women, the abuse of black women, right? But a a major hit of not only just, I know he was only going for trying to hit on the queer folks, but like you mm. hit, I, you hit so many of your straight cohorts who are out here hiding the fact that they have HIV AIDS because the stigma that you are perpetuating. This is not an after school special. You are not, this is not some terrible ass after school special with Will Ferrell in it back in 1993. I'm sorry, I felt very specific. It really did, but it is okay. I'm still rocking with it. You know where I'm at, you know where I'm at. I I know a lot of people are like, well, why are people talking about this shit? It happened and it's over. Y'all just wanna do this because he's a blah, 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 blah. And as someone who loves pop culture, because you know I fucking do, and I study it, I I actually study pop culture as part of my major. Pop culture has such a um a global and societal impact, especially in America, especially the way we treat our celebrities and and how we give them so much voice, so how we amplify their voices so much, right? It's like when Laura Ingram told LeBron to shut up and dribble, like. My nigga, that is cultural. Laura Ingram, you're not nobody's real person. You're not a real journalist to us in our eyes. You're a talk show host. So you're just some paid wannabe celebrity in our eyes. LeBron James, yes, he's a real fucking celebrity. His impact on the culture hurts you. And that's why you wanted to call out that black man. Look at me caping for a black man. Because a white woman fucked up. Now, again, these all hit on such a major part in the show. You know what it did? You know what it really did? You know what it really did? Especially for me. Especially for me. Someone who grew up in a very suburban lifestyle. We'll call it that. You know what I mean? Um, And, and, and had mostly white friends. This showed something that is so important. It showed how our boys are actually being taught and how they're actually being raised and influenced in what they actually believe. This is the average regular degular nigga down the street. This is a person that you know, that I know, that your mama knows, that you went to school with or work with or are friends with. And these niggas, once you call them out on their shit, they won't be your friend no more. And you're worried about that. A lot of y'all are worried about that. Worried about the wrong shit? Mm Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Now, I have dominated most of the conversation, and I know you've talked, <laughs> but talk. Well, so, I have so many thoughts, and I am really struggling to form, like, really good, like, coherent sentences, mostly because, you know, I'm so frustrated and upset with aspects of our community. And it's like, why does it have to be so hard for us to just love ourselves and each other? Why? Why? You know what I'm saying? Why are we worried about the wrong shit? You know, Mm -hmm. I think about you know, I wanted, I want to um, not look at a black man and not be um, concerned or fearful because one of the, what we haven't touched on in this, and it's something that I was like, well, we could talk about this at a later day and time, but it ties into it also a little bit is not just the way we are treating, um, you know, black women and our black, you know, queer um, community members, but how are we also how we also treat those who their body types aren't the quote unquote norm? Mm-hmm. So I mean you know, the disabled, some who may have been born with what someone would call a deformity, um, the extremely skinny, the chubby, fat, obese, whatever you want to call them, you know, why is it a fight for us to just mind our own business and mind our own bodies? Mm Mm-hmm. Because that, to me, when I listened to um, the comments that the baby made and the bullshit T.I. said to co-sign, to co-sign his fuck shit, all I heard was, how dare you have autonomy over your body? How dare that you part. do something other than what we think you should be doing with your body. Because Mm -hmm. why else would you have something to say about somebody being gay? Somebody maybe or maybe not sucking dick in a parking lot. Somebody and their status um, when it comes to whether or not they've got an STD or you know, HIV or or AIDS. Because what you're saying is you do not fit my idea of normalcy and acceptability. Therefore, you are wrong. Not what you're doing is wrong. How you're doing something is wrong. You are wrong. You as a person, your body 
your identity, what you think, how you feel, it is wrong. You should not, we should not have anything to say about anybody's person. So for him to come back and be like, and say whatever the fuck his Instagram live bullshit was, well, I just said some things and I was trying to blah, da, 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 da. No, you weren't. You were judging people. And also you were being an edgelord. That's what you were doing. You were saying some shit for a response, for a reaction at the expense of, at the expense of, these people and these who identify as these things you just said. And the worst now, part is, the worst part is, I just want to interject. Mm-hmm. He knows that most of his fan base probably he lost. Here's a problem. No, he didn't. In my opinion, he didn't lose enough. Why? Wow. He didn't lose enough. Here's my, he didn't. You know why? Because we are okay with accepting the hatred of somebody else because it wasn't oh, me. Yep. Yeah. So he didn't. Yeah. Because because go back to what you said earlier. How many people said, Well, I know he da 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 da, but I must have listened to him anyways. Oh, I must have da 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 da. Still out here putting out music after he shot Meg. We don't, because it wasn't us, it wasn't somebody in the community we were a part of, it wasn't me. How many Mexicans, I'm going to just go all the way left, how many um, Mexican people, when Donald Trump was talking shit about Mexicans, like, well, well, I'm legal, so he wasn't talking about me, and still co-signed his bullshit. It is so easy for us to separate ourselves from that because we don't exist in those spaces. And for me, as someone who exists in a in multiple spaces that are red or that are easily targeted for hate, people love to talk about a fat person. They absolutely love it. It's almost it's almost like they get a hard on for it. Can't it wait. Feels like it, it feels like it's like fucking like second nature for some of them. Yes. And well, the, because, you know, and a friend of mine were, talk, and I were talking about this because that, you know, out of all the things, you know, we have, we've said, you can't be homophobic. You can't be transphobic. Out of all the things we've said, it's not okay to be. It's still okay. Collectively, you can, as a racist person, as a homophobe, as a whatever, all of these communities can still come together and say, ah, but we still hate fat people. Um, well, this is fair. You know, but... I hate some but, fat people. You know, I hate some. Not because I they're fat. I hate some fat people, too, but not because they're fat. Because they're fucking assholes. Because they're, they're terrible human beings. But yeah, no, you That's, are you are right. You are right. You know, it's I'm thankful for this though. I'm thankful, you know, like I you know, we talked about it. I had to learn to love my fat body and all of these other things, you know, because I have fat, I am not fat. I am not I am more than just what my body is. 
The same mm-hmm. way I am more than my sexual identity. The same way I am more than my gender identity. I am thankful for this experience because myself having a history of homophobia and transphobia, it has taught me to step outside of my own experiences and see how I was using that as my excuse. I was using that as my, well, it's okay because dot, dot, dot. You know what I'm saying? No, I mean, you're talking to someone who, because I grew up in a very, you know, in a, I had a, I grew up in a, you know, a family that was comfortable. You know what I mean? Because I grew up in a comfortable right. family, I, um, I, I, I always said, well, you know, I'm black, but I'm not that kind of black. So whatever happened to them? Oh, child, listen. Because I was definitely, I was, I was, I was. I was Candace Owens. I was Stacey No Dash. Okay. Same. I was let to go. Same. And then I'm, you know, I be black, but I'm not like them. I'm not ghetto. I'm, you know, I'm the, I'm one of the good ones. I don't talk like that. I didn't grow up like that. So right. I'm one of the good ones. And, and you then know, you wake up one day, oof. you'd be like, you'd be like, oh shit, I'm a whole fucking nigga. Next no, thing you know, whole you, fucking nigga, I'm a whole problematic. Uh, and the next thing you and know, you I, buy all of the dashiki. Things. You buy a dashiki in every fucking color. Listen, we, we said we weren't going to talk about appropriation today. We weren't. We weren't. We're not. You know, I didn't know better. Because I, I, I have I have a whole, I'll go off and we don't want to do that right now. No, we, we'll, we'll um, go someplace else. But no, it is like, you know, it is dead ass. Like a lot of his fans are... You know, because it didn't happen to me. And that does he, I suck. Exist in but these I, groupings, so he wasn't talking to me, so I'm okay. Yeah. You know, and I think maybe because I have hope, I have, to quote Brendan Urie, I have high, high hope for the living because, like, dead ass, like, I'd, I'd be out here, like, being like, look, my people, my people, they get it. They gotta get it. They gotta get it. They're good now. We good now. You know what I mean? Like, we're smarter. We're better than we were before. But then I also realized, no, y'all still homophobic, transphobic, racist, colorist. Let's talk about colorists, because y'all some fucking assholes out there. Y'all know y'all motherfucking niggas, too. But... Hello. You know what's funny? You know what's funny? Because, like, as you were saying all the different isms, right? My grandfather was like, you know, well, you know, what happens when, when there's a chain? People don't like chain. They act fucking wild. And then, like, it's also the added element. You'll hear the excuse of, like, it's all changing all at once. Everybody's coming out as gay, and now black people want rights, and now people are other genders. And I'm over here thinking, is it a change, really? Or is it us restoring the natural order, and y'all don't like that? It's that part. It is that part. Because the natural order of things, without human intervention, will restore themselves. Prime example is, look at what was happening in some places when we all went into lockdown, right? 
you know, mm. the humans have gone away and the animals and the flora and the fauna began to re regain their rightful place in these spaces that they had always existed in until we, the humans, came along and disrupted it. Mm -hmm. We, the humans, disrupt everything. So the natural order of things is for people to exist as they were born, as they were meant to be. And maybe you feel a type of way or you feel like, you know what, there was a something. Because guess what? You have problems in nature where you see plants being um, grown from the ground in its natural habitat different from every other plant around it. Yeah. That's and you know what's crazy? You hit the, the way I look at it is before the whole colonization, conquistador bullshit, there were African and Taino and indigenous peoples globally, globally, right? Understanding what it was to be trans, understanding some languages, some tribes have the word two-spirit, meaning... I literally was about to bring that up. The natives call it two-spirit. Meaning and you are of man and woman. I mean, that goes back before we have the internet and books. It's been documented in pictures. It goes back beyond, you know, beyond our own, before we can even conceptualize the idea of history. It's and they were, nature. It's natural. And they were, they were following their hearts and loving man, woman, two-spirit, trans, whoever, you know what I mean? They were allowing themselves to be true and honest to them. So that's the natural state of order. So when you say it's a change, I say it is literally mother nature trying to tell y'all, y'all fucked up. It's already bad you it's charging it. people bills. It's already bad you charging people rent to exist here. Okay, we all need shelter. And as industrialization changes and as the world changes, we need, we have new needs, right? Yep. So, and because we realized we had, we have new needs. Why do people have to pay for indoor plumbing? Indoor plumbing should be a right. And, should, and it should automatically just come with the house. I'm gonna be real. So like, why are you like it's 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 like it's not that it's a change and that the people are upset about the change they're upset that if things go back to the way it was supposed to be right that they will no longer have the power that they have acquired at this level because let's be real about it right let's just be 100 percent real about it when you are the perceived default as a cishet i know that me being cisgendered and heterosexual and identifying as heterosexual, um, that is the perceived default. So I can walk through this earth, through this country with fewer problems because I am the 
perceived default in that capacity. Yep. That's why the onus is on me to identify and address my homophobia and my transphobia. I am required, I am required to do the learning and the uh, and and the accepting because yep. I'm the default. Yep. I am the perceived default. The yep. it is not someone's job to educate me because yes, things change and things are gonna always change. The only constant, as they say, is change. So because I am the perceived default, that it's my job to seek out like like in my job as things are changing and standard practices are changing it is on me to go out and seek that education and incorporate that knowledge it is on me to do that so as society changes as our understanding of science and biology change as we begin to understand There is more than one gender. There is more than one sexuality. There are more ways to exist as a person. There's more than one way to exist as a black person. The onus then is on me to educate myself and and, and become accepting of those changes. You know what? So we don't want to do that. You know, what what was the the old cliche? If, you know, if you want to hide anything from a nigga, put it in the book. It's the same way, you know. Because I'm be real. The, I'm be real. The concept of learning these things. I'm be real. I'm be real. Half of these homophobic niggas running around here, half of them at least, ain't read a book in ninth, tenth, ninth grade. And didn't and didn't read that. Found a cliff mm-hmm. note somewhere. I mean, remember cliff notes? They were good. Uh, you have to pay for the website now. And back in my day, you used to get the book from somebody who had the book from his cousin who had it like 10 years ago. You know, you Maybe. found that shit or if you were an asshole like me, you stole it from the library. I mean, I never see my thing about my school library. They knew me too well. I'd be up in there. I don't know if I was reading books, but I was in there. I might have been talking to people. I was in there. I was high. Um, uh, Our school library put little things in there where it like. It would set oh, up a little security. Yeah, the center. alarm. The alarm. Yep. Yeah, but you know, I'm a. I I've always been an industrious digging, and once I figured that shit out, I would just cut it out and steal the book anyways. But you know, I but I think about that in the context of you know the baby and Ti specifically in this aspect, Ti for somebody who prides himself on his prison knowledge. And what he has learned, he has learned everything but how to be a decent human being. Uh, how he has learned decent, everything but how to be understanding and accepting. And I'm like, gonna be like, real. And again, of all the things I've learned in my life, of all the things that I've studied in my life and tried to execute in my life, and I know I've only lived a few years. I just got here 28 years ago, almost 29. You know what I mean? I just got mm-hmm. here in the grand scheme of things. The one thing I can say is being a decent human being is the easiest lesson I've ever learned. Well, easiest. the first lesson I learned 
We all know this if we've watched The Cotton Club, is that I only have to do two things in life. One is stay black, and the other is what? Die. Hello. I love to tell somebody, you know, when Keisha, you have to, my daddy told me the only thing I have to do is stay black and die. That's it. That was the first lesson I learned. And then the second then one, he he's... third one, pay taxes. But that's yeah. bullshit, too. That's some fucking bullshit. But I get it. But, but it's fucking bullshit. As, you know, and I almost hate to keep using the phrase, but as a cishet, I just hate that we live in a time and a place where it's like if I can do the work mm -hmm. to identify and address the the times where I am homophobic or transphobic, any kind of phobic when it comes to our rainbow community, you know, I don't understand why it's so difficult. If we expect white people to do the fucking work to learn, why would yeah. we not do the work to learn ourselves? Because mm -hmm. I don't care what anybody says. It's a cliche, but I believe it. All of us aren't free until all of us are free. So yes, that includes everybody. Every single body. The reason why Black Lives Matter is there when everybody else dies is because all lives do matter, but they don't matter until Black ones do. So yes. Black lives can't matter until trans lives matter, until gay lives matter. So we have to be paying attention to these communities as well. So the same way black women are in danger, our gay and trans black friends and family are in just as much as, if not more than. Like, I don't even, I've stopped looking every time I hear a story about when another trans woman is murdered. It's it so breaks sad. my heart so because sad. she wants to live her life because the bare minimum, and this is where I eventually had to get to. I still, and not in a I'm proud way, but in a way to call myself to the carpet, openly admit that I still have transphobic thoughts, feelings, and opinions. The, but the way I speak to myself when I have those moments is, is this a person. Yes. This is a human being who at the end of the day, by them being born a human being, they are deserving of respect and humanity. Yes. They deserve that much. It's just like... That is the bare fucking minimum. And you know what's crazy? It's like we have to, and and I know there are going to be people who are like, well, you're not, well, the baby didn't say anything about trans people. And that's fair, that's fine, whatever. But guess what? Trans lives matter, right? And black folks are getting killed. Queer, let's just say gay men are getting killed. Lesbians are getting killed. Bi folks are getting killed. Pan folks are getting killed. 
it's a never-ending story, right? A never-ending list. And then you also, again, have trans folk getting killed. If we reduce the amount of homophobia that is in the world, maybe we can reduce the amount of transphobia that is in the world. Because transphobia is often misconstrued with homophobia and transphobia often misconstrued. There we go. That's the, that's the phrase Ooh, I'm looking Speak for. about it and how damaging it is to, because it's so easy for us to discount it. It's so easy for us to discount or even confuse transphobia with homophobia. And I really didn't think about that until you said it just now. We will we'll call it one thing when it's another. When, oh shit, that is fucking facts. Is like and, that, and, and then like, here's the thing, here's the thing, like, let's be real. When I learned what the word transphobia was, it took me a minute to realize, like, oh, shit. Because at the time, I was so, I was so, I was still fighting with my own forms of, like, I'm a dude, right? I'm a dude. I don't want to have boobs. I don't want to be a woman. I don't want that. But, like, I'm a dude, right? And then I was like, wait, no, men are dumb. I don't know if I want to be one of them. And then that's when I rose to, to like, but that was before I, became, I realized I was envy. I learned what transphobia was, and I was like, whoa, wait, is that a thing? Wait, wait, do I do that? Wait, oh, fuck. And, like, we all say things that are so transphobic all the time. And don't even think about it. Won't bat an eyelash. We've normalized it to ourselves. We've normalized it for ourselves. And, like, I'm not going to confuse and say or be an ass about, like, you know, trans and cross-dressing and this and that. But a lot of times what happens is they, they instead of saying this was a trans person, they'll say this was a cross-dresser. Or they'll say it was a man in so a dress. Which is so fucking offensive. And I hate when they use their dead names or their dead yeah. gender. Yeah. Like, that's not who they were. You and, know? like, let's be real. It, let's be real. Give them the trans respect men, Trans men have dead names that have nothing to do with their new name. And I fucking love it, but I am so confused every time I read about a trans man who died. I'm like, who is David? That David? Okay, that's David. Who is Stephanie? How did you get David from Stephanie? I need to know. I need to know. I that's need to know. I want to know, like, I, I, baby, I call you by whatever name and pronoun you provide to me. I just want to know what led you to choose that name. Because that's a completely different name, and I know coming from someone coming from someone whose name is Finn, I get it. <laughs> Shut. Uh, but like I need to know the story because I need to know you know what I mean like it's just the whole like I want to know the story there's so much magic in this but then I'm also very confused because a lot of times it's like a lot of like trans women that I know a lot of their first names start with like the same letter as their dead name first name okay I've also so, seen where they've done the, the feminine version of their dead name yeah right so it's just like I understood where that happened, but like, why the fuck are you named Artemis? Okay, Artemis, Artemis, 
Artemis, okay? Artemis was not anywhere. But your name was Geraldine. Thank you. Nowhere near. Like, who? I need to know how you got to Artemis. Because Artemis and Geraldine are two different people. Okay? And that's not even, well, like, point. another version. Maybe that's the whole point. You know what? Maybe we just fell into the answer. That's Maybe. the point. Artemis and what? Geraldine are two different people. But guess what? Guess what? You just said something. We stumbled into the answer. We found the answer. So, like, why can't these niggas out here find these answers that we need them to find? Ooh, ooh, because I, I told you, they don't want to learn. They don't it want took to. Us, how long did it take us to come to this? It took us about 10 minutes, about right? I'm high. 10 and 2 are the same to me. Um, this is facts. Why, this is why I am not an accountant. Well, you know, I like to be high sometimes, and I am in accounting, so there is that. <laughs> but you know what? Pushing buttons and counting numbers all day is exactly why I like to be high. I mean, actually, it's not. <laughs> I just enjoy it, but, you know, there's that. I just, you know, I, cause I have a really good friend who she is white, and I refuse to call people allies. I don't believe in that. Um, just because I feel like once you call yourself an ally, some fuck shit comes out of your mouth. But I, I don't believe that we have any white allies. But she was she's the closest thing I would ever say that we are to us having an ally simply because she does the work to educate herself and the people around her. She calls yeah. out racism and homophobia and transphobia when she sees it. So I enjoy conversations with her. Um, and honestly, she is, um, one of, if not the only friend, she's one of my, the first friends I have had who has ever called me out on my transphobia. And I am thankful for the friendships with people who push me and challenge me and make me question why I think a certain way or when I think things that are problematic as fuck. Like, well, what led you there? Why do you think that? How did you get there? You know, she pushes me. And I think that is where we lose these niggas. You know right. what I'm saying? They don't have anybody in their life or some of them, I will say, don't have anybody in their life who was pushing them, who's asking yeah. the hard questions. How did you get there, my nigga? Why did you say that? You know, there is nobody in their corner saying, yo, there was no need for you to let that fuck shit fall out of your face on stage. There's even further, less of a reason for you to let the additional fuck shit fly out of your face on Instagram. And hey, hey Clifford, Clifford, shut the fuck up. Ain't you got it's enough just, going on in your goddamn life? Shut, you shut the fuck up right now, bro. It's just, I'm at that point. I'm at that point where I'm just like, there are so many reasons as to why this is here and why we've gotten to where we are, but I am no longer accepting I'm not doing the work on my own. It's I like, no longer accept that either. Once I say, hey, you fucked up, once a bunch of people say, hey, you fucked up, it doesn't have to be me, it doesn't have to be a crowd, it can be one other person in your life who just says, hey, you did something wrong, you said something wrong. And 
it's up to you in that moment to decide, hey, why did I fuck up or how did I fuck up? I didn't know. I've never known this. You know what I mean? I'm sorry and I'm mm-hmm. going to learn. Or, or you just don't care and I have no time for you. That's what it is. They just I have, don't care. They don't care. So, all right. All right. We have reached that time. I'm so glad for this time that we had together, my friend. Are you, I was like, is this motherfucker finna start singing Mr. Roger ass songs to me? I'm, I don't normally, st- I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I am here. I am high. And I think, I, I think I thought of like three different songs to make that one weird melody. Um, it happens to the best and the worst of us. It really does. It really does. Especially in the shower. Don't leave me alone in the shower. I find out a lot of ways. I find out who sampled who in a lot of ways. Um, so, we've reached that point in the show, and I have to ask you a question. A very important question. Oh, I'm waiting for this. I'm, ask away, my love. So, as you know, as you know, because you've been here before, and so have some of our listeners, and this is your first time. <laughs> Good luck. Um, what were you doing coming into this episode as your first? Get here. How did you? How did you get here? How? Who? Who? Who sent you? Who cousin you with? If this is your first time listening, how was it you've come to arrive here? So I do have to ask you this question, though, my dear. Why are you canceled this week? I am. So excited to share this story with you. And you see, I asked you politely and calmly because I knew this is about to be messy and I didn't want to start off messy. Messy as fuck. Like, so messy, I'm about to light me a fresh cigarette for this. And to anybody listening who's like, ooh, she's smoking cigarettes. Yes, I know. I'm sorry. I'm going to quit. So I keep saying. So I like the cigarette. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> So as you know, I I started a new job recently. Right. Um, I was there 30 days on the 28th. I love this new place. That's not what I'm talking about. Um, you also know that I hated the fuck out of my manager at my last job. Right. Well, isn't it funny that when you start talking to people, they they like to tell you things. I don't know what it is about me. I guess they think, oh, she's She's fat, cuddly, and cute. I'm going to tell her shit and befriend her. Befriended an older lady at my um, last job. There's two women that I befriended there that I continue to talk to. One of the women used to work for that manager somewhere else. Um, The older lady, we're going to call her Miss Stacy. I talk to Miss Stacy fairly regularly, and she left that job. Also, now, um, Lady A, we're going to call her Rachel. Rachel worked for her elsewhere and was like, and one day says to me, this bitch acting like this is why she got fired from the last place we worked at. Obviously, my ears perked up. This woman was such a shitty boss and ran off so many people that not only did they fire her, 
but they fired her boss. You let this woman ruin this place, you're fired too. Miss Stacy goes to work at a new job and gets to talking to her manager and one of her coworkers one day. Come to find out, our former manager used to work there also. She was fired from there for the same reasons that she was fired from the place Rachel used to work at and was also the same reason why in less than 90 days, three people under her quit. Comes my turn and I ain't shit. And they tell me, Keisha, if you're late one more time, we're going to fire you. I already had a, um, accepted a new job offer, so you know what I did. Two I weeks was notice, bitch. Not even a two oh. weeks notice, bitch. It came in late. Oh, I never stopped coming in late. Okay, do what you got to do, boo. I waited until I guess about I've been gone for two weeks when somebody calls and they tell me the new hire that had started the day before I got fired. No, so I'm sorry, it wasn't even two weeks. But yeah, the new hire that started the day before I got fired lasted a, a, a whole week before she walked out. So I waited a week and I sent an email to HR that said, I, I am not negating my own actions or my behavior. I am the reason why I am no longer employed at this organization. But here's the thing. I sent you all numerous emails documenting and detailing her inappropriate and unprofessional behavior. She is the reason why the turnover is so high. Did no one stop to ask if I had zero issues the previous manager had no problems with me, my attendance, or my behavior. The director had no problems with me and my attendance or behavior. All of a sudden, she gets hired and there's a problem with my attendance, performance, and behavior. And oh, by the way, here are the names and phone numbers of people you can speak with who can tell you why they no longer wish to work with or for her. She's mean. She's disrespectful. She's unprofessional. She's inappropriate. And you will continue to have these problems as long as she continues to work for the organization. And sent. The beauty of this is it's perfectly timed with said new hire walking the fuck out. I did that on purpose. Word on the street is she now has been reprimanded and written up and is on probation. Oops. I don't necessarily know if I would cancel myself for that. And sometimes I would because I don't like to fuck with another person's money, least of all a black woman. But if a person who's fucking with your money... Not even at that point, you know what? At that point, and what your listeners don't know is I lost my father in, in December and I received a sizable inheritance. I, she wasn't fucking with my money. 
Right, but she would fucking wish your, I mean, inheritance or not. Fuck with my mental health, my well-being. My mental well-being is what she was fucking with. And so, so I take great joy, comfort, whatever, in knowing that shortly after I sent that email, they launched an investigation into her and her behavior. I am mad at you. And I am mad the at you. Number, and I firmly believe that all of that somebody somewhere went back and looked at all of the emails I had sent and the number of emails I sent because at one point for about two to three months, I was sending an email to HR about her weekly. Oof. And not like she did this one thing this week. It was, here are all the things this fucking bitch has done this week. Are y'all going to do something? Exactly. Uh, so, well, you know what? You I love to see it. I feel bad for that. Yeah, you, you love know, to see it. You I, love to see it. Just because. I cancel myself I, for that if I didn't hate her and she wasn't a shitty human being. Like, I, just because, you know, even if it's a black person, white person, you know, indigenous person, I don't care. If you are a bad boss, you're a bad fucking boss. And I need to see some shit happen. That's it. She went from a team of six to a team of two in 90 days. Ooh, nope. Mm-mm, that's her fault. That is really her fault. I don't care that I was terminated. I was quitting anyways. But that brings me joy. That part. That part. That brings me joy. I'm not going to cancel you. I'm not going to cancel you for that. Somebody might, but I wouldn't. So I'm going to bring us down to the point where I want to thank you for joining me. Anytime, my love. This is, I love having you back. It's always, uh, I love, I love our conversation. You know, we shouldn't be left alone in the room together talking because it would be 10 hours. 10 hours and it will be tangent hell for people who can't keep up with our brains. Right. But I do want to thank you for coming back and I love you and I adore you. Now. Uh, thank you for having me. You know, oh. I love you and. I will always be happy to fight a motherfucker for fucking with my boobie. Oh, so sweet. You're so sweet to me. That's so sweet. A real goon. A real goon. Listen, I, I, you know, and I know you're wrapping up, but like, and I, I had this thought earlier, but I didn't say it, but like, I'm super thankful for our relationship because knowing you has also, um, you are not required to do any work to educate anybody in any way, but you always provide information and knowledge, you know, about so many different topics, but, and it's forced me to address some of my own issues, you know, and do the work to learn. I have to stop you. Yes, dear. I have to stop you. I have to stop you because, like, this is... I can't. 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 Well, you're uh. going to have to accept this love. You are a beautiful soul, and we need more of you and more people like you on this planet. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm fucking amazing. If I, if I could clone myself, I would and just drop one in every fucking governmental office in this country. Um, the ha- Oh, the havoc. <laughs>
Oh, the Happy Comic Week. Alright, so I do want to remind all followers to follow me or listeners to follow me on the Instagram. It is Thin is Cancelled. Just look at this and be like, Thin is Cancelled. All one word on the Instagram. Alright, it is I am on the interweb. But I'm going to leave with today's quote. And today's quote is from a queer black icon who even the straight niggas can't deny. A one LinkedIn mm-hmm. view. Looks like what drives me crazy don't have no effect on you. But I'm going to keep on at it till it drives you crazy too.